0: Yeah! Welcome to the Compass Podcast featuring Chris Shandro and the Compass team. We hope this message is just for you. Hey, I'm Chris and I'm the lead pastor here at Compass. And first off, I want to thank you for joining us for this brand new message series called Crushed. I am really confident that God has something for everyone and what we're going to be talking about over the next five weeks. And so I'm thrilled that you've joined me for week one. Now, as we get started, Let me just ask you a question. Have you ever had something in your life that was supposed to make life easier, but it unintentionally made life way harder? Because I sure have. Now, we have this gigantic mega-sized cutting board in our house. I kid you not, it's like three feet by two feet. And like any cutting board, it's supposed to make life easier by providing a portable surface to cut food up on so you don't mess up your counters. And in that respect, it works great. It does everything that it is advertised and everything that it is supposed to do. But here's the problem. This thing is so big that it doesn't fit in our dishwasher. Not only that, it's so big that it doesn't fit in our kitchen sink. Now, I want you to imagine this thing right after cutting up a bunch of raw chicken. It's fresh and it's slimy with pink chicken goo and chicken juices. Where do you put it if it doesn't fit in the sink? How do you wash it? So I know they were trying to solve the problem of not having enough space to cut large amounts of food, but they unintentionally created a bigger problem for me. And it's a problem that's so big, I just don't use that thing. Maybe you can think of a tool in your life that has done the same thing. It was supposed to make your life easier, but somehow it's made it harder. In fact, there's one of those tools that pretty much all of us are having to use a lot right now, and it's social media and the tools of of the online world. Now, whether it's because of COVID, uh, your job moving from work to home, or your school uh, going to e-learning, We are all navigating these new pressures of living in a digital world. I mean, you are literally connecting with me online right now because of the current limitations on meeting in person. And and look, thank God for the online world. I'm thrilled we have it. Thank God for social media and for Zoom. I mean, they're solving problems that are brought up by what we're facing in the world right now. But I think if we're being totally honest, We have to admit that the solutions that social media and online connections have brought, that they've also unintentionally created some new problems, maybe some bigger problems. For example, if your child is doing e-learning, you know what I'm talking about. It's not like our kids just sit down at their desks and at school as normal, it's hard. It's hard for them. It's definitely hard for parents because now all of a sudden you're a principal, you're a lunch lady, you're a stinking IT person. I cannot tell you how many times I just wanted to snap those Chromebooks over my knee and throw them out the window. And and social media, it might actually be the biggest offender. Sure, it's helped connect us. It's, It's helped people to stay connected during quarantines and during social distancing but it comes with a whole bunch of unintended consequences. I mean, for example, what does it really mean to be liked or loved and friended on social media? We live in a digital world that's supposed to make each of those things easier, but does social media really make us feel more loved? Does our constant online access to the world, does it make life lighter or heavier? Now I'll just totally speak for myself, social media has been priceless for Compass and for me while we haven't been meeting in person. But being immersed in it uh, and just swimming in it all the time, it has some negative consequences that maybe you're familiar with, because I am. One of those is feeling the pressure to be liked and followed at all costs, uh, or the pressure that you have to respond instantly and perfectly to what's happening in the world and if you don't, you you risk looking like you don't care. Another challenge is is feeling discouragement from not being as good or as pretty or as sharp as the people that you see in your feed every day. A huge negative consequence is how you know what's true and what's not true. And under the weight of all of these things, it's just so easy to feel crushed. Now, I believe that God isn't surprised by the unique issues we're facing today. And I honestly believe that he has a plan for us to navigate the digital world we live in and not just navigate it, but to thrive in it. And the first thing I want to talk about, one of the things that I believe is crushing us is this. It's, it's getting lost in the scroll hole. Okay? Now, if you don't know what the scroll hole means, let me show you. Hey, what time is it? Uh, let me check. So, what time is it? Sorry, uh... <sighs> Sarah. Sarah, sorry. When did you get here? Um, like an hour ago? Yeah, where have you been? Okay, what were we talking about? My birthday party. It's this Saturday, can you make it? Oh yeah, let me check, hold on. One second. Oh. Okay, the scroll hole. It's what you've fallen into when you pop your phone out for just a minute and then an hour later, you realize that you've been on Reddit or Facebook or TikTok or Apple News the entire time. You didn't plan it, you just fell into it. It's where your family is stuck when you're all watching a movie together and every single person in your family has their phones out Welcome to my world. And it's it's this well-designed trap that social media companies and app developers, that they want you to fall into, okay? This is programmed. Have you ever heard of the Skinner Box? The Skinner Box is an experiment that was done by a guy named B.F. Skinner while he was a graduate student at Harvard, and it was in the 50s. And the Skinner Box works like this. A mouse is placed in a box and it has this button, and the mouse can press this button Sometimes when he pushes it, food comes out of this little chute, sometimes it doesn't. But the mouse learns really quickly that when it pushes the button, it might get food. So what they discovered is that the mouse keeps on pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing the button on the chance that it will get something. And every so often, it's rewarded with a tasty treat. Which does what? It causes the mouse to keep pushing and pushing and pushing the button, because if it keeps pushing, it will eventually get a reward. Okay. Now here's the thing. We are the mice. Every time we scroll down on a social media feed or a news site, we are the mouse pushing that button. But instead of food, we get a post or a video or an article that makes us laugh or makes us angry or makes us feel smarter or better than everyone else. And that post, that video, that article, it's our reward. So what do we do? We keep scrolling. We keep pushing the button because we know that eventually we're going to see something else in this infinite scroll that web designers somewhere have intentionally created to keep us looking at the screen and keep us trapped in the box. So, I mean, I mean, what's the problem with that? I like a good cat video as much as the next guy. And it's not that the things that we're scrolling in and of themselves are bad. What's bad for us is when we get lost in the haze of the scroll and we lose focus on what really matters in life. Jesus actually talks about this 2000 years ago and look at what he has to say in Matthew chapter six, verse 22 and 23. He says this, that your eye is like a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. But when your eye is unhealthy, your whole body is filled with darkness. Have you ever heard the saying, the eyes are the gateway to the soul? Well, Jesus is basically saying the exact same thing. But he's not saying that when you you gaze into someone's eyes that you look into their soul. What he's saying is this, is that, that what you consistently put in front of your eyes what you and I choose to focus on and what we choose to think about, that will fill up your soul. And healthy eyes, eyes that are fixed on good things, a mind that is focused on good things, that that will lead to a body, a soul, that's filled with light. But unhealthy eyes, eyes and a mind that are indiscriminate about what they constantly focus on, that that will lead to an unhealthy spirit And it's a spirit filled with darkness. Now let me break it down for you really, really, really practically, okay? Have your eyes ever been worn out because you were looking at a screen too much? They feel tired and sore, they're red, you know, your head hurts a little bit. You just, you have an eye strain. It's a totally natural byproduct of looking at a screen for too long. Now, be honest with me. After you've become trapped, in the infinite scroll of social media, do you feel good? I mean, do you feel energized and alive? Do you feel hopeful about the world? Maybe I'm just speaking for myself, but I never, ever, ever feel better. I feel tired, I feel discouraged, I feel ineffective, I feel not good enough, sometimes angry, disillusioned, hopeless, lazy. I feel like the world is awful and people are the worst. You see, just like our eyes get physically tired by looking at a screen too long, I mean, it's it's a natural byproduct of mindlessly filling our spirits with stuff that is at best pointless and at worst damaging to our relationships and our perceptions of God and others. Now there's a solution to the to the physical eye strain of looking at a screen too long. So if you have eye strain, this is called the 20-20-20 rule, okay? It's designed to give your eyes a little bit of rest and allow them to refocus like they were designed to. Because your eyes weren't designed to just look at a leg- little digital screen from a few feet away, you know, from your face all day. And, and this is how the 20-20-20 rule works. Every 20 minutes spent looking at a phone or computer screen, look at something that is 20 feet away, for 20 seconds and when you do this little kind of regular act of looking away from the screen and allowing your eyes to focus on something real it gives them rest and it keeps your eyes healthy in the same way we need to approach our eyes the same spiritually in fact i think that god has given us somewhat of a spiritual 20 20 20 rule in philippians chapter 4. this is what he says in philippians 4 8. and he says And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. What we look at and think about the most, it has a direct impact on the condition of our souls. We need to be filled with things that are true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and, and, and admirable, things that are excellent and worthy of praise. We need to build in time within our everyday to just look up and focus on that, which is the most important. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2 says it this way, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer of and perfecter of our faith. Now, this, this is not a matter of time, okay? Because it's it's easy to say, you know, do you spend as much time thinking about Jesus as you do scrolling social media? And, and I know it's, it's easy for Christians to be, feel judgy like that, but, but God's heart for you is not to feel guilty about how you spend your time on your phone, but to spend it in such a way that you are healthy and thriving. Because too many of us live crushed under the weight of our scrolling habit, that keeps us in this haze of looking for the next post and the next video and the next thing that will just make us feel good, but that fills us up with things that are empty and unsatisfying. And Jesus is offering us abundant life, a quality of life that starts with us making a habit of this. Phones down, eyes up. Phones down, eyes up. I know it's easy to get defensive when someone talks about your phone use, okay? It's kind of personal, I get that. And I want you to know that this is not about me saying that social media is bad or that your phone is bad. I mean, we're using it every day to make God accessible to more people. It's that God has a plan for you to mindfully and to purposefully walk through your life. And living lost in the haze of the scroll And losing focus on what matters, it it only dims the light of God's Spirit within you and it keeps you from experiencing the full life that He wants for you to live. So God, needs, God wants you and needs you to build structures in your life where you are thinking on things that are good and pure and worthy of praise, to build structures in your life that help you to fix your eyes on Jesus and not get lost in the infinite scroll. I mean, you may not be able to use the 20-20-20 rule for this, but tw- try the 1-1-1 one, one, one rule. Every one hour, take one minute to think about one good thing that God has done in your life or come up with your own rule. Set an alarm on your phone. Start by asking yourself some questions to evaluate yourself. Start by asking yourself these three questions. And if you're watching this in a group or in a watch party, man, ask these questions together and talk about them. And the first, how much time do I spend every day in the haze of the scroll? Know where you're at. How much time really are you spending scrolling? Second, how does the time I spend scrolling Make me feel about myself and about others and about the world. And third, what can I do to better focus on Jesus' things every day? What can I do to focus on Jesus' things every single day? God's plan for you—God doesn't want you to feel crushed under the unintended consequences of living in a digital world. And as you follow Jesus, I am certain that you will discover that His way of living and His way of being in this world can change everything. Now, I'll see you next week for part two of the Crushed Message series, believing that as you better fix your eyes on Jesus, you will become more full of the goodness and the grace that God has for you. But until then, ask yourself these three questions. How much time do I spend every day in the haze of the scroll? How much, or how does the time I spend scrolling make me feel about myself about other people, and about the world. And finally, what can I do to better focus on Jesus' things every single day? If we do that when we meet again next week, I promise you, things will be different, things will be better, because that's what Jesus does. Thank you for joining us at Compass. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you have any questions about Compass or this message, contact us at our website, www.compassbn.com.